are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. The Sapphire Planet. The Great Pyramid of Giza, also known as the Pyramid of Khufu or the Pyramid of Cheops is the oldest and largest of the three pyramids in the Giza necropolis bordering what is now El Giza, Egypt. It is the oldest of the seven wonders of the ancient world and is the only one to remain intact. Egyptologists believe that the pyramid was built as a tomb for fourth dynasty Egyptian pharaoh Khufu. In Greek, Khufu is known as Cheops. The Great Pyramid of Giza was built over an approximately 20-year period, concluding around the year 2560 B.C. 
initially at 146 and a half meters or 460 480 feet the Great Pyramid was the tallest man-made structure in the world for over 3,800 years. This is the longest period of time ever held for such a record. Originally, the Great Pyramid was covered by casing stones that formed a smooth outer surface. What we see today is the underlying core structure. Some of the casing stones that once covered the structure can still be seen around the base of the Great Pyramid. There have been varying scientific as well as alternative theories about the Great Pyramid's construction technique. Most accepted construction hypotheses are based on the idea that it was built by moving huge stones from a quarry and dragging and lifting them into place. There are three known chambers inside the Great Pyramid. The lowest chamber is cut into bedrock upon which the pyramid was built and was unfinished. The Queen's Chamber and the King's Chamber are higher up within the pyramid structure. The Great Pyramid of Giza is the only pyramid in Egypt known to contain both ascending and descending passages. The main part of the Giza complex is a setting of buildings that include two mortuary temples 
in honor of Khufu. One of them is located near the Great Pyramid, the other near the Nile River. Three small pyramids for Khufu's wives and even a smaller satellite pyramid. A raised causeway connecting the two temples and small mastaba tombs surrounding the pyramid for nobles. It is believed the pyramid was built as a tomb for fourth dynasty Egyptian pharaoh Khufu and was constructed over a 20-year period. Khufu's assistant, Heman, is believed by some to be the architect of the Great Pyramid. It is thought that at construction the Great Pyramid was originally 280 Egyptian cubits tall. That would be 146 and a half meters or 480 Point six feet. But with erosion and the absence of its pyramidion, its present height is slightly smaller, measuring in at one hundred. 38.8 meters or 455.4 feet. Each base side was 440 royal cubits which translates into 230.4 meters or 755.9 feet long. A royal cubit measures 0. 524 meters 
the mass of the pyramid is estimated to be at 5.9 million metric tons. The volume, including an internal hillock, is roughly 2.5 cubic meters. Based on these estimates, building this in 20 years would involve installing approximately 800 metric tons of stone every day. Similarly, since it consists of an estimated 2.3 million blocks, completing the building in 20 years would involve moving an average of more than 12 of the blocks into place each hour, 24 hours a day, without stopping. The first precision measurements of the pyramid were done by Egyptologist Sir Flinders Petrie in the year 1880 through 1882 and published as The Pyramids and Temples of Giza. Almost all reports are based on his measurements. Many of the casing stones and inner chamber blocks of the Great Pyramid were fit together with extremely high precision. Based on measurements taken on the northeastern casing stones, the mean opening of the joints is only 0.5 millimeters wide, or an incredible 150th of an inch. The Great Pyramid remained the tallest man-made structure in the world 
for over 3,800 years. Unsurpassed until the 160 meter tall spiral of the Lincoln Cathedral was completed in the year 1300. The accuracy of the pyramid's workmanship is such that the four sides of the base have an average error of only 48 millimeters in length. The base is horizontal and flat to within 21 millimeters. The sides of the square base are closely aligned to the four cardinal compass points within four minutes of arc based on true north not magnetic north and the finished base was squared to a mean corner error of only 12 seconds of arc. The completed design dimensions as suggested by Petrie's survey and also subsequent studies are estimated to have originally been 280 cubits high by 440 cubits long at each of the four sides of the base. The ratio of the perimeter to height of 1,760 by 280 cubits equates to 2 pi to an accuracy of better than 0.05%. This corresponds to the well-known approximation of pi 0.05%.
as 22 over 7. Some Egyptologists consider this finding to have been the result of deliberate proportion in their design. Werner wrote, We can conclude that although the ancient Egyptians could not precisely define the value of pi. In practice, they used it. Petrie, author of Pyramids and Temples of Giza, concluded but these relations of areas and of circular ratio are so systematic that we should grant that they were in the builder's design. Others have argued that the ancient Egyptians had no concept of pi and would not have thought to encode it in their monuments. They postulate the creation of the Great Pyramid may instead be based on simple ratios on the sides of the right angle triangles. The Great Pyramid consists of an estimated 2.3 million limestone blocks with, most believe, to have been transported from nearby quarries. The Tura limestone used for the casing was quarried across the Nile River. The largest granite stones in the pyramid found exclusively in the king's chamber weigh 25 to 80 metric tons and were transported from Aswan more than 500 miles away.
traditionally ancient Egyptians cut stone blocks by hammering wooden wedges into the stone which were then soaked with water. As the water was absorbed, the wedges expanded, causing the rock to crack. Once they were cut, they were carried by boat either up or down the Nile River to the pyramid. It is estimated that five point five million metric tons of limestone and 8,000 metric tons of granite imported from Answan and 500,000 tons of mortar were used in the construction of the Great Pyramid. Once completed, the Great Pyramid was surfaced by white casing stones, slant-faced but flat-top blocks of highly polished white limestone. These were carefully cut into what approximated the face of the slope to give the required dimensions. Sadly, all that remains is the underlying stepped core structure seen today. In the year 1300 AD, a massive earthquake loosened many of the outer casing stones which were then carted away by Bari Sultan and Nasar Nasar ad-Din al-Hassan. In 1356, to build mosques and fortresses in the nearby city of 
Cairo. The stones can still be seen as part of these structures. Later explorers reported massive piles of rubble at the base of the pyramids, left over from the continuing collapse of the casing stones, which were subsequently cleared away during continuing evacuations of the site. Nevertheless, a few of the casing stones from the lowest course can be seen to this day around the base of the Great Pyramid and display the same workmanship and precision that has been reported for centuries. Interestingly enough, Petrie also found a different orientation in the core and in the casing measuring 193 centimeters plus or minus 25 centimeters. He suggested a redetermination of North was made after the construction of the core, but a mistake was made, and the casing was built with a different orientation. Petrie related the precision of the casing stones as to being equal to opticians' work of his day, but on a scale of acres, and to place such stones in exact contact would be careful work, but to do so with cement in the joints seemed almost impossible. It has been suggested that 
it was with the mortar that made this seemingly impossible task possible, providing a level bed which enabled the masons to set the songs exactly. Many alternative, often contradictory theories have been proposed regarding the pyramids construction techniques. Many disagree on whether the blocks were dragged, lifted, or even rolled into place. The Greeks believed that slave labor was used, but modern discoveries made at nearby workers' camps associated with construction at Giza suggest it was built instead by tens of thousands of skilled workers. Many have hypothesized that the labor was organized into a hierarchy consisting of two gangs of 100,000 men divided into five groups of 20,000 men each, which may have been further divided according to the skills of the workers. One mystery of the pyramid's construction is its planning. It has been suggested that the pyramid users used the same method that had been used for earlier and later constructions, laying out parts of the plan on the ground at a one-to-one -one scale. Such a working diagram would also serve to generate the architecture of the pyramid with precision unmatched by any other means. The 
original entrance to the Great Pyramid is 17 meters or 56 feet vertically above ground level and 7.29 meters or 23.9 feet east of the center line of the pyramid. From this original entrance, there is a descending passage, point 96 meters or 3.1 feet high and 1.04 meters or 3.4 feet wide, which goes down at an angle of 26 degrees through the masonry of the pyramid and then into the bedrock beneath it. After 105.23 meters or 345.2 feet, the passage becomes level and continues for an additional 8.84 meters or 29.0 feet to the lower chamber, which appears not to have been finished. There is a continuation of the horizontal passage in the south wall of the lower chamber. There is also a pit dug in the floor of the chamber. Some Egyptologists suggest this lower chamber was intended to be the original burial chamber, but that King Khufu later changed his mind and wanted to be higher up in the pyramid. At 28.2 meters or 93 feet from the entrance is a square hole in the roof of the descending passage. Originally concealed with a slab of stone, this is the beginning of the ascending passage. The ascending passage is 
1.3 meters or 129 feet long and as wide and high as the descending passage and has a slope at almost precisely the same angle. The lower end of the ascending passage is closed by three huge blocks of granite, each about 1.5 meters or 4.9 feet long. At the start of the Grand Gallery, on the right-hand side, there is a hole cut in the wall. This is the start of a vertical shaft which follows an irregular path through the masonry of the pyramid to join the descending passage. Also, at the start of the Grand Gallery, there is a horizontal passage leading to the Queen's Chamber. This passage is 1.1 meter or 3 feet 8 inches high for most of its length. But near the chamber, there's a step in the floor, after which the passage is 1.73 meters or 5.7 feet high. The Queen's Chamber is exactly halfway between the north and south faces of the pyramid and measures 5.75 meters or 18.9 feet north to south 5.23 meters or 17.2 feet east to west and has a pointed roof with an apex 6.23 meters or 20.4 feet above the floor. At the eastern end of the Queen's Chamber there is a niche 4.67 meters or 15.3 feet high. In the north and south walls 
of the Queen's Chamber. There are shafts which, unlike those in the King's Chamber, that immediately slope upwards. They are horizontal for about two meters or six feet before sloping upwards. The horizontal distance was cut in 1872 by a British engineer, Wayneman Dixon, who believed on the analogy of the King's Chamber that such shafts must exist. He was proved right, but because the shafts are not connected to the outer faces of the pyramid or the queen's chamber, the purpose of the shafts is unknown. At the end of one of the shafts, Dixon discovered a ball of black diorite and a bronze implement of unknown purpose. Those items were excavated and are currently on display in the British History Museum. The shafts of the Queen's Chamber were explored in the early 90s using a crawler robot. It was discovered that one of the shafts was blocked by limestone doors with two eroded copper handles. Some years later, a similar robot drilled a small hole in the southern door only to find another large door behind it. In 2011, after using a snake camera, that can see around corners. A team was able to see all the sides 
inside the chamber and thus discovered hieroglyphics written in red paint. They were also able to scrutinize the inside of the two copper handles embedded in the door and they now believe it to be of an ornamental nature. They also found the reverse side of the door to be finished and polished, which suggests that it wasn't put there just to fill the shaft, but rather for a specific reason. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet.